your beers and open your ears. Turn it up loud so you can hear. Here, sit back, relax, and take a toke. Beers mandatory, ain't no joke. It's Chris and Nick and Taylor too. We're gonna have some fun with you. It's Grip and Nick and Taylor too. We're gonna have some fun with you. It's NBA and NHL and beers and NFL and mandatory stuff and sometimes MLB and skips and bleeps and where do we live and it's lots of lots of fun and everybody likes it and it's Grip and Nick and Taylor too. We're gonna have some fun with you. It's Grip and Nick and Taylor too. We're we're gonna have some fun with you. Nick, I, Nick, I'm done. I have no more lyrics. I, I don't know what else you want me to say. I'm, it's it's not a sandwich, Nick. It's it's a cookie. It's two layers of cookie. It's a cookie, man. It's a cookie. Clean off the mic. Oh, needs a little dusting. A little, I don't know. What would you call a wet dusting? A mopping. Oh my God, that's, that's <laughs> absolutely what it is. Um, Beers mandatory episode thirty six. How's everyone doing? Fantastic. Number thirty six. Who's thirty six in the NFL? Uh, Brian Westbrook. Sure. <laughs> Number thirty six. The Brian Westbrook. Edition. He doesn't play anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was on the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, before LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy was like 2010, 2011, right? Yeah. Maybe a bit after that? Yeah. Okay. 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 I, I think, yeah, it was around then. Like Don McMahon Eagles? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. T.O. Eagles. Yes. Wow. Yeah, back in the day. In the uh, early 2000s. The early to mid-aughts. Yeah. As the kids are saying these days. Good old times. Um. So today, I mean, I don't know how much we have to talk about. Do you want to go over a little bit about the NFL draft? Yeah, and how terribly wrong. Well, I I listened back to that episode and I was like, at the very end, I was yeah. like, no, Kyler Murray is not, not going, going number, number one. one. Yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah. Um, no one expected the Raiders. Who's the, the Raiders? Raiders that yeah. that uh, Farrell, yeah. defensive end. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. He was supposed to be like a late first round draft pick. But uh, I don't know, man. You like your these guy, guys, you like... these scouts—that's what they do for a living. You so. like your guy, you like your guy, so, right? Yeah, Get they him. obviously seen something, and we'll have to wait and see. But uh, other than that, it was pretty on par with you know who we. We're just diving in. I guess we're diving in. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Devin White and yeah. Um, who is Quinnen Williams? Quinnen Williams. Um, Wasn't it Quinnen? Quinnen. Quinnen. He's the guy. The, the ridiculous. The, the, ridiculous. The, yeah, I, I watched. I watched the draft. How he sneezed. No, how Quinnen Williams? He's being interviewed post draft, and he was. Uh, Sneezed, blessed himself, and then said thank you to himself. <laughs> He's like, that's you. He's like, oh, bless you. Thank you. I did not see that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, Quinnen, come on. Quinnen, yeah. <laughs> he Quinnen. looks like a big 16 year old. Yeah, it was braces and everything. He's got, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah, I think it's the braces. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, everyone says he'll be the best yeah, player in the draft, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that was to the Jets, right? That was 49ers, to the Jets. 49ers went Bosa. Bosa, yep. So yeah. we got Bosa in there. So, like, other than, like, Ed Oliver and I, Josh Allen, like, that's, I think Farrell replaced one of those guys. Anyways, it was pretty much the top five that we pretty much expected it to be. Yep. Um, well, you a few shockers. You expected. Yeah, it to be. yeah, not, yeah. Not. A few shockers, yeah. but um, going back, like, were there any teams that you thought had a particularly strong draft? Yeah. Um, 
Unfortunately, the Carolina Panthers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think they had a good draft. They uh, they got Burns, who's an edge rusher. Um, Monty Burns? Only John will get that No, uh, Brian. Brian Burns, okay. Yeah, so um, he was a edge rusher from FSU, I think. But anyways, he, 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 he was like, he's a highly rated prospect. And I think they got him at like, I want to say 19 or somewhere in the teens. Um, but yeah, I think they had a good pick in him. And uh, they were just pretty solid throughout. Yep. I think the Bills had a pretty good draft too. Yeah. The Bills got Ed Oliver, right? They got Ed Oliver, yep. So why'd he drop? Uh, he was, cause he was never really, um, in like, in, in the top 10 talk per se. Um, it's kind of, but he strong, had a really a strong combine sort of he thing. He had a really, really good combine. So people expected, like he like, he had a shuttle run, I think. And it was like 0.1 or 0.2 seconds off Antonio Browns. Oh wow. And we're talking about like a six, four, like Got 300 it. pound or 200 and whatever plus pound defensive lineman. So I guess. Hey, that's what interests me so much about the NFL draft, like, because the NBA does, like, the NHL has a combine, the NBA, everyone has a combine, right, where you go and do workouts and stuff like that, yeah. and you can do team workouts and everything like that, but the yeah. NFL combine has always been interesting to me because it can affect so much of where your yeah. draft position falls. I mean, like, there's the odd, I mean, I guess that's kind of what the uh, NCAA tournament is for it's basketball all- players, right? Like, if you have a really strong tournament, like, look no further than Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer Fredette got exactly. drafted eighth overall exactly. back on the backs of a strong tournament. And this year, who was, uh, I forget his name, but he played for uh, Kent State. I remember when they were going, it was a point guard, and he was going off when they were in. They ended up getting eliminated pretty early. Oh, uh, Murray State, wasn't it? Mur- sorry, John ja- ja Morant. John ja Morant. 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 Yeah, Morant. sorry, Kent yeah, State. Yeah. Murray State. Yeah, John yeah, Morant. Ja Morant. Because it was like, um, whatchamacallit, it was basically... RJ or Zion and RJ all season one too, but now like everyone expects Ja to go number two. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, um, and again, I don't agree. I hate Colin Coward, uh, but he brings up an interesting point. John Morant draws comparisons to like John Wall, uh, Russell Westbrook, guys like that, like athletic point guards that can drive, but that can't shoot. True. Yeah, but he can shoot from. He was shooting from three pretty good in that tournament. Yeah, for sure. But the college three is how people defend the college three and the college three point line. A little bit up less tight. up on you. Plus, yeah. the college three-point line is shorter. It's five feet shorter than... Five? Or three. Three feet. It's three feet shorter. That's that's pretty considerable, though. It's noticeable, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. Like Yeah, true. Right? Like, you, there's some people you know are going to be good shooters in the N- or in the NBA based on college. I don't see it as John Moran. Jim right? right? <laughs> exactly. Who <laughs> um, got called back up, didn't he? Yeah, I think he signed. At the end signed of the year? at the end of the year. Yeah, a two-year yeah. deal with... I forget some. what team. Memphis or Phoenix or some bullshit team like yeah. that. <laughs> I think uh, it was Phoenix. I think so too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like as much as I don't agree with him, I am cautious of drafting the next John Wall because, like, what happens when your hyper athleticism goes? Like, when you tear your Achilles, we don't know what John Wall is going <laughs> to be. I, I think, well, but exactly though, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, that's a lot wood, of ex- knock on wood for him. That's not a good like, thing to tear when you're an explosive player, right? Like, if you don't have the shot, it's never good. But. Or if your defense, like, exactly, right? But like, say right now. J.J. Redick tore his ACL. It would suck, but you know J.J. Redick can just come back and... Like a clay. Yeah. Like you're pretty much just moving, standing in place, going on the off-ball screen. And Precisely, right? Like yeah. you can still work something for clay to get. Clay's game is not dependent on his you don't supreme athleticism. plant and drive all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so, I mean, I guess that's what the NCAA tournament is for uh, for college basketball. But, like, that's what's always interesting me about the combine is that, like, no one was really talking about Ed Oliver, but now he's a top 10 pick. Yeah. Because of a strong showing, right? Yeah, and he was he was going to be a good player, like a first-round talent, but 
that like after the comment everyone's like that's when all the top 10 talks kind of started Start coming out yeah yeah well but like exactly like but the difference between a top 10 pick in the nfl i assume it's the difference between a top 10 pick in the nba and a top 20 pick right like it's two three it's two or three million dollars it's like four or five million dollars over the course of a four-year contract yep, right yep it's the level of endorsements and stuff that you can get, yep. right? No, 100%. Yeah. Because, like, even the top five picks, like, they seem to be getting, well, they're going to get the most money, but they're also getting the most, like, like they're being posted yeah. the most on social media. Like, well, their stories and they're, like, where they came from. Well, this is always how I view it, right? Like, you can have national exposure and you can also have regional exposure, right? Like, yeah. Like, we, like, I mean, where do we live? We don't know. But think about all of the commercials that you see of, like, Google Home with, like, Kyle and Danny. Yeah, Google yeah, yeah. Home, right? Or, like... Uh, Lights off. Yeah. Osmos Shorma, have you seen that? Fred Van Fleet and Danny uh, Danny Green? Are they eating the peanut butter jelly sandwiches? No, that's, that's Fred Pascal. and Pascal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, Osmos is, is a... It's, like, a... I guess it's a Shorma chain, but it's only opened in Ontario so far. I, I don't know if I've seen... I probably have. But it's, like, Fred Van Fleet and Norm Powell, actually. Fred Van Fleet and Norm Powell. And how CJ's, Miles used to do the CJ's PJ's for GoDaddy. Yeah, but I guess that that was actually more of a national commercial. They were well still too. running them on thing, and he's they, like, they I'm not in Toronto it. Yeah, anymore, they changed but, it. Yeah. Run your business from Toronto or from Memphis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, but like that, Osmos is one, right? Like, so I mean, you can get regional sponsorship, yeah. right, and everything like that. Like, go watch any small market baseball team. Their players are shilling SUVs and stuff like that for the local car dealership or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, becoming a top 10 pick though, that gets you a little bit more of that national exposure, oh, yeah. right? Like oh, big time. Maybe Gatorade will take a chance on big time kind of thing. And like Ed Oliver got popular too because like j- literally even like he seemed like a likable personality through social media. Like he's one of the guys, Devin White was well, the one who like grew up like riding horses and stuff and it was all around the same time that that Old Town Road song got really popular not long ago. I've never heard that song before in my life. Graham hasn't heard Old Town. It's like, a, it's like he, he was an artist and he's like, he made a country song. So this is a bit of his backstory in, in a nutshell. Devin he made, White? No, no, no. This rapper or country artist named Lil Nas X. So he has your typical like modern rapper name, but he came out with a country song and it got, and it charted on Billboard. Oh, wow. Um, but then they removed it because they said it didn't have enough elements of country in it. So it became like a racial thing. But then Billy Ray Cyrus, who's like a country legend, um, he, a he, he did a remix with him on yeah, the song. Just so he And did. then it charted at like the number one song for a while uh, oh, on Billboard. Terrible. Really? When Billy Ray Cyrus was put on. They put it back up. So it was like kind of like a controversial thing, this for song. For sure, for sure. But like it got huge. We can't have a little Nas X on top of And then Ed Billboard. Oliver at the same time and Devin White are posting pictures of them like riding horses and stuff. So like... It was almost like it's it part of the marketing yeah, yeah. of the, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, now you, you, I mean, I hate saying the sentence like be your own brand or like build your own brand, but like that's basically the world we live in today, right? Exactly. And when you're, t- like we're saying, when you're a top 10, top five pick, like that's something you, these guys have to think about more than, say, guys who are drafted later in the rounds that aren't getting the screen time or the exposure and the, and 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 the like publications. That. I, my God, I legitimately have never heard that song <laughs> Like, I haven't even heard of that song. <laughs> Little Nas Look I, it up. I did Look see, it up. I did see the name Little Nas X. Like, I see it in my on news Twitter feeds and Twitter whatnot. and stuff like that. Yeah. I just generally thought that that was, like, Nas's kid. Like, honest to It's God. not. It, I, Check it out. Yeah. All yeah. right. It's country. It's country. I might But not. it's, like, yeah. a country rap style beat. It's, it's kind of catchy. But uh, that's why everyone loves country it. songs. Tend to be though, right? Like that's yeah. kind of their, their hook, right? Yeah. I was actually thinking, right? Like, cause you you make beats and everything like that. And you make like pretty cool, unique beats and everything like that. Yeah. Why don't we just like 
make shitty generic beats. You could probably get famous that way, <laughs> like right? Our, like our commercial intro? Yeah, like we could probably get famous doing that shit, right? Just like, make royalty-free jingles. Just shitty bullshit. Right? Like simple 4-4 timing stuff, right? Like Just like... Like, Nick, and I know, like, the labor of love that you put into those beats and everything like that, and they sound so cool and you unique and everything like that. You can make a cheesy beat. Just make cheesy fucking beats, bro. Like, it's not a bad idea, man. Yeah. And then we could use them for our beers mandatory intros and... Yeah, exactly. We'd have to sell them to ourselves, and then that becomes a complicated <laughs> All process. All mandatory. It's a complicated then... process of legalities yeah, yeah. and uh, LLCs, limited yeah, corporations, stuff like that. It's gotta but... be done, though. And then we'll have a huge breakup, get back together like the Beatles, <laughs> yeah. some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Ah, whatever. You know, we're playing the next we'll build 10 years. Build hype for the for the people. <laughs> yeah, playing the next playing in the next ten years. Um all right, so I'm gonna check out that song. What was it called? It's called Old Town Road. Yeah. Listen to the song with Billy Ray. Old the Town remix. Road. Is it better? It's just kinda You're a racist. No, 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 <laughs> no, not at all. I like the original, but it kinda just like Countrifies it? Yeah, more. I'm not sure I want to hear that if it's more country. Though. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'll give it a check. Whatever. Yeah. Culture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... And Oliver, top 10 pick. Uh, yeah. Carolina Panthers had a good draft. Who else? Buffalo Bills had a good draft. I like the Bills draft. Um... All right, all right. Who had a bad draft in your mind? I, I guess the obvious point would be pointing at the Raiders. This is back-to-back years you've said that about the Raiders. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, that is true. I did say that on last year's. Last year, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But again, like, it all depends. Like, who knows, man? Farrell could be, like, a top-five talent that Mike Mayock and John Gruden had. I mean, it's kind of weird. Did you see how before the draft they, like, sent their scouts home? No. Yeah, the Raiders sent their scouts home, like, within the week of the draft. Didn't want to pay him. (laughs) Well, because uh, they wanted, they needed to like be alone. So like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. you don't like what your scouts are telling. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of weird and so Oakland Raiderish. Well, like, uh, so Seinfeld. Like, I, I had all the DVDs of Seinfeld growing up, and so like, uh, there's great like behind the scenes stuff, like foot, like uh, things like that. And so I guess how they wrote every episode was like they had a writers' room, and then people would you know write the episodes and everything yeah. like that. So like they hired a talented team of writers. Like there's some great people that went have went on and done like really great things. Yep. Like a lot of people that went on and became Simpsons writers, uh, some entourage, like a lot of like yep. really cool shows people wrote, wrote for Seinfeld. Um, but basically no matter what, they would get the final copies of Jerry and Larry would get the final copies of the scripts and would just stay up till whatever time it took rewriting and i'm like that's fucking crazy like why did you hire a team of writers then right yeah. if it's your guys's ideas and then you finish like, the nah, script we don't right? like, like it. it's just nah. <laughs> yeah. great job guys really great work everyone get home it's 11 o'clock everyone's worked really hard yeah we're gonna go crush a six-hour shift right like it's just thanks but no thanks thanks yeah, right like guys. i just don't get you it suck um that's weird i mean that's oakland raiders so I but guess. here's the thing with the raiders pick they draft an edge rusher when they had Cleo Mack, so you better hope that Farrell's as good as Cleo Mack, or else, what, what, like, I mean, to me, part of what that, yes, trade, they got Antonio Brown, but to me, to me, part of what that trade ended up being, oh my god, they did for nothing, yeah, no, third that, rounder, right? That, yeah, that's so that, that, that's irrelevant for the, to the, to the Cleo, Cleo Mack trade, but, um, that was, that to was, me, to me, part of it could be like, I mean, and not questioning Cleo Mack or anything like that, but if you're John Gruden and you clearly have the ego that you have as John Gruden, you don't want to be paying 
star salary for someone you didn't find. I'm sure you got the Cleo Mac was great, but like to me that probably was just more of like I'm going to make this team completely 100% in my image, my, right? Yeah. Right because it's like yeah, 100%. Because and then again I think this probably comes down to an ego thing. If say they won a Super Bowl with Cleo Mac on their team. Like we talk about it now when like we talk about the Golden State Warriors, right? Like, oh, Steve Kerr did a fantastic job with that team, but Mark Jackson laid the foundation yep. for Steph and Clay and Draymond yep. becoming what they became, yep. right? Like, Steph unlocked it yep. and, like, let them, or Steve unlocked it and let them run loose, right? But yep. Mark Jackson laid the, and we still today, this to this day, talk about that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that probably brings into it, right? I, I, I mean, there's something to be said about wanting to win a Super Bowl your way, no matter what, right? Like, so, I mean, it's 100% of the blame, but also 100% of the glory if it, Yep. If you win. So. 100%. Well, here, because actually John Gruden, when he won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. um, although that's how a lot of people felt as well because Tony Dungy was their coach prior to John Gruden coming in, and then they had a crazy trade at the Raiders, and they fired Tony, and they traded for John Gruden. Like, they traded a shit ton of draft picks for John Gruden. John Gruden was the Raiders coach, and the Bucks traded for him. And then I won, the, and then won the Super Bowl against the Raiders <coughs> the following year. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were like, like John Gruden came in and, and but like the Bucks were like, Tony Dungy had the Bucks like they were in the playoffs the past three years up to winning the Super Bowl and like yeah. they were a good team. They figured it out. But like, championship everyone every was year saying whatever, that right? wasn't yeah. John Gruden's team. That was Tony Dungy's Tony the foundation Dungy. he laid. Oh, there you go. And right? John Gruden came in and just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like it was like a lot of fans even to this day are like, like everyone loves Gruden because he brought the Super Bowl to Tampa, but it's like that wasn't his team. That was Tony's team. People... Just because you love John Gruden doesn't mean you don't still love Tony Dungy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, for sure. And Dungy I, and Gruden are like the two most loved coaches in Bucks history because yeah. they like, they've been the most successful. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, like, there you go, right? Is that right or wrong? I don't know. But if if your ego is that important to you, and whatever, if your ego is that important to you, I mean, go fuck yourself if it is. But if your <laughs> ego is that important to you, obviously do everything in your power to make the team or do what you want, right? Like, you're exactly. in charge. You can do what you want. Yep. Like, at the end of the day, it's still a coach's team, regardless if he built it or not. He's there. Implementing the plans, doing the work day in, day out. For sure, for sure. No, you didn't collaborate with, like, the GM and all that about who you want to bring in personnel-wise. And set development development plans for the players and everything. No, I I mean. So, I don't know, man. A lot of people are quick to, like, and it's funny, like, to be like, oh, what the fuck are they doing? But, Fucking like, Raiders. Yeah. obviously they have a plan, I guess. Like, I don't think they're really going in this blind, like. I mean, that always makes you laugh, right? Because there's just teams in the NBA and NHL and NFL that are just, like, picture of futility, right? But they keep talking that they have a plan. I'm like, I guess. But, like, maybe it's just a bad plan, right? But it is still a plan. You're absolutely right. Like, yeah. they are. They're not just. Going today we're going to do this. Uh, we're gonna today we're going to do that. Today we're going to do that, right? Like, there's not. They're yeah. not doing that, yeah. Weird. But, yeah. Um, we can't really judge the Oakland Raiders until we see... The products. Yeah. Yep. Could take a few years, but... I mean, they did get Antonio Brown to steal. Like, that... You can't... You're paying him the money he wants, but... I mean... You have Antonio You Brown. got Antonio Brown for a third rounder, so that's... Yeah, yeah. That. You have Antonio Brown for three years, I think he's got guaranteed yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, There you go. So... That's 30 to 33. A wide receiver like that that can run routes? Yeah, man. That should age okay. For a third rounder? Yeah, he's, age he's getting there, but, like, he's got game in him still, man, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I'm just excited for the season. There's a huge lull now. Soon enough, it'll be July, and we'll all be like, 
Well, you know, it's funny. I was talking. I was telling you today. It popped up on my ESPN app. It was like mock draft for 2019 for fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, pretty sure we draft people this are, in August. People yeah. are just itching. Yeah, I'm like, it's May 3rd, right? Because like, usually after the draft, everyone's like, you can kind of see like start to determine depth charts, depth charts. Like, there's another like period, but it, most teams are like, you can kind of see what you're gonna have what's going in the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for the um, most part. Well, speaking of drafts and everything like that, I think Beers Mandatory is excited to announce that we're actually launching another Madden League Whoa. that no one can watch because no one cares. Unless you want to get a PS4 and you can Join share in. our gameplay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but we it won't. Yeah, no one will, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But uh, but yeah, it should be lots of fun. So it'll be me, Nick, uh, Thad, and Tay. Yep. Um, it was funny, Taylor, if you ever do listen to this, uh, I was just incredibly sarcastic when you basically listed the entire league's worth of teams. <laughs> and you were like, let me know which one you like. And uh, Taylor, I don't care at all. And you listed like an like half the league's worth of teams. Like, honest to God, man. You, you listed a lot of teams. I just thought that was really funny, buddy. Um, but so looking like you and Thad are going to be Bucks Falcons. Yeah, that's the plan as of now. Me and Tavy Broncos Raiders. Really, I just want a clear path or a, a realistic path to the Super Bowl or uh, to the playoffs. I'd be I'd be comfortable with that because I was starting to get some <laughs> some taste. You were. I was starting to get some momentum under you, my. You were really really starting to improve, and then we stopped playing. And then we started playing two K. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So which is awesome. But uh, yeah, exactly. So I mean, I'll probably have to work off some rest and everything like that. But I've made some. I've made my mistakes in drafting in the past, so I know what I need to sort of aim for. Personnel. Uh, yep. Don't draft. Fit the, fit the scheme. Fit the scheme, right? Don't draft people that are definitely going to retire within a year. <laughs> <laughs> a good rule of thumb is to keep your guys age thirty and over to a minimum. Yeah, exactly. You still want your veteran presence, but you only a, yeah a handful. Only a couple of them on each side of the ball, and nothing in like high athletic. Um, yeah, positions where you need them to run a fuck. You don't want like a thirty-three-year-old like I don't know, I like wide receiver. I had Larry back. Fitzgerald. Unless his name's Frank Gore because he's indestructible. But like I had Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, and who else? Like did Larry's I have? a legend, but I had Larry not a Madden player. And um, oh, too fuck. slow. I had someone else that was like so old and retired. You had Alex Smith, didn't you? In the first year, I had yeah. Lamar Jackson in the second year. Right. Yeah. 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 And honestly, like, even if the if if you're in the draft, like, if you see lower guys like rookies that are like that you see and want, like, that's not a reach to go down in overall. Like, if there's yeah. like nine year overalls left, like, like Philip Rivers, who's yeah. like older, and guys like that, and you see like Lamar Jackson or Baker there's a Mayfield reason, down there's there. There's a reason teams aren't reach, taking like yeah, yeah. not even reach. Like, just go down there and grab them because yeah. like you'll get be- he'll climb in overall like. Over a, a season or two, or two. Right? I mean, and that was always kind of my argument is just like I'm not sure how many seasons this will be, right? Like, do we play it like where we played one season, kind of thing, or is it like do we do it for two or three years? Because like two or three seasons, yeah. Right? Usually the Madden ones, at least compared to 2K, like when we have our 2K league, like it's only 29 games, but they're pretty much relatively takes the same amount of time to play a 2K game as it does a Madden game. Yeah. So probably a the 2K less. league. Probably a little- Probably a little less. I, Madden, I, we, I think we had it like an hour and a half almost. Yeah, me and you played a really long game one time. I think it was like an yeah. hour and 40 minutes. We are like, man, how are we still playing? Yeah, like this game is just going. And 2K is usually about 45 to an hour, depending on your pace of play. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like in 2K, we're like, the amount of games we have to play is li- definitely doubled. For sure. Madden. If, you throw playoffs, in, if you throw in long playoff runs, which we always have. Like the, the yeah. playoffs itself have more games than we do in the regular season if you go all the way. 
And you're taking your series, if you're assuming yeah, you're taking yeah, yeah. your series to... Oh, to seven games. To more than, like, four. Yeah, true. True, 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 true. Yeah. Oh, no, it'd be, like, 28, though. If you did... If you did four rounds at seven games each. Oh, yeah, true. Close, though. Yeah, so it's, like, almost a... But that's doubling if your you season. Want game, yeah, yeah. You're not going to go game sevens every series, yeah. but... Slash, well, not us. It's almost another season, technically. Yeah. So that's a lot of games. And, I'll, I mean, and I will say, you're never... You don't play six... Or, yeah, 16 games in... NFL playoffs. No, 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 exactly no. right. You play four, well, ma- max, three. max four. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you, four if wins. you go through the wild card, yeah. But that's what I was saying. Like, I just want, like, we used to do everything where we would all be in one division, and it's like no matter what, it's fun because we play. You have a lot of user games, but it's fun to an extent, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> fun for maybe fun for Nick and Thad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, we play because we want to play against <clears> each other. But yeah, it's. We'd rather play against each other in the playoffs. I think so, right? Yeah, hundred percent. It's more kinda, more intense. Kind of see, yeah, exactly. Do right. or die, man. And you can always set up like we can pick teams so that it's the divisions that are playing each other or the like cross It'll, conference, right? Yeah, and again, we should, probably should do that. Well, I mean, we'll see if it works. Yeah. Uh, did I don't play? think it is. I don't think it is. Nah, because no, nah, the no, nah, they played those two divisions played each other last two years or ago. two years ago. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, yep. two years ago in 2016. Yep. So yeah, but whatever. Yep, it's all good. Cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're pretty excited for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow uh, draft. A little dinner time after dinner draft. EST or PST? Oh yeah, it was like six o'clock. PST for Taylor. Oh, wasn't it? No, it's before six. I thought it was like six seven o'clock EST. Oh. I could be wrong though. Because Tay said he'll I'm not be, sure what, what uh, time zone Taylor was speaking in. Tay said he'd be home about 4 o'clock PST, and so then like said, oh, wait, probably earlier than that. Yeah, because he's playing a par 3 and not a... F- not 4, a, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so okay. probably around 6. 6, 7. 6, 7. I'm available. That's Gucci hey, with me. I, hey, that's, that is Gucci <laughs> with me. Um... So I'm not sure if you have anything else. Any stories from your week, Nick? You've had, this is your last week off. Nick's back at school. He oriented himself today. I oriented myself. He was oriented. Yeah. Tour the can of bunker. Yes. As they like to call it. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have to throwing all the garb. We're gonna have to change that. But uh, <laughs> don't love that name. Um, but yeah, uh, no. So I mean, that's exciting. So yeah. what time's your first class? Like, do you have any days off? Tuesdays. Oh. So I'm working. Working on, on Tuesdays. Yeah. It's a Tuesday. Probably tour a day, day on the weekend because. Other than that, the days are pretty full. Yeah, no kidding. Got a Tuesday to work, though. Yeah. So that was good, because I wanted to get get a full day in. But yeah, man. Looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah. How about you? Man. Same old, same old. Had a half day today. Yeah. Me and Graham, yeah. It's a nice little little Friday afternoon, I must say. Went out to... uh, Bugsy's. Where do we live? (laughs) Let's call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you haven't been to Bugsy's and you're listening to this podcast... um, well, I basically know like four of you have been to Bugsy's that are listening to this podcast. Really? So. How am I the only one who hasn't even heard Oh, of maybe it? not four. I assume... Well, actually, I don't know if John's gone. I, I want to say I've gone with John. I put my money that John's been there. I know Lauren's gone. I know Richard's gone. I don't know if Taylor... I guess I don't know about Tasty or Thad. Guys, go to Bugsy's. It's... <laughs> hey, great chicken parm sandwich. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Threw some picks and some onions, onions on and there. Onions and pickles on there. Yeah. 
Let us know in the comments if you've ever heard of that before. Yeah, exactly. On a chicken parmesan parmesan sandwich. We were saying, it's usually just the the meat, the chicken, the, the sauce, and the uh, cheese, and maybe a hunk of lettuce. Maybe. Maybe. If you're lucky. Some restaurants. My sandwich was a turkey melt with Swiss and spinach dip. No one else is doing that. Yeah. For $11. <laughs> no one's doing that. Yeah, no I know. Yeah. I was, I was, it was cheap, man. Yeah. In a world where you go to a restaurant now and you like everything's been raised by like three, four dollars. Well, we're talking about like the uh, the barbecue joint where the the old Kilton Clover used oh, to be. Oh, smoke and moonshine. Right? Like the yeah. food was good, but yeah. probably just like four dollars overpriced. Like I really enjoyed oh, my Oh, when we when when me It was like yeah, what, yeah, like seventeen dollars? I'm like, I would have really enjoyed my meal for thirteen dollars. They didn't give you enough. I think they would have given me enough if I paid thirteen dollars. Oh, I agree. If they I'd be happy with that. Paying seventeen dollars? No, I did not think I got enough. No, because right? I was like not hungry at like they, they're good portions, but like when you go to not for the price, like, you can go to Memphis yeah, exactly barbecue. It's yeah. not the same. Like they try to be fancier there, but you get so much you can't even eat. I'm just saying the get. exactly right? the food did not match it's the cheaper. price point, right? And it's We're almost in, it's arguably better. It's definitely better. Yeah, it's 100 percent better. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, exactly right. Like I'm more than willing to spend money on food, but I better have a meal and then another. Like if I'm spending 18 dollars on an entree or something like that, I want. Two meals out of that. 100%. I want dinner and a lunch. The next day. Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy. You know, maybe I'm crazy, right? No, you're not. But after we went to the smokehouse there, I, I definitely was like, we could go for some uh, double teens. I could have had some double teens. probably did later that night. <laughs> I definitely had some double <laughs> teens later that night. Um, do we want to talk about... I've been kind of putting it off as long as, as, long <laughs> as possible. But uh, do we have anything else? Because this will probably like take us to the end. Yeah, no, 100%. Oh, actually, um, um, Monty Williams, hired by the Phoenix Suns. Yep. That's like... Literally the fifth coach in five years. You said interest in Ty Lue to the Lakers? And then Ty Lue likely to the Lakers, which actually, okay, I want to talk about that. Okay. Is Ty Lue a good, ba- is, is Ty Lue a good coach or is Ty Lue a good LeBron coach? The verdict's out. Let's, let's just take for a minute what Ty Lue's coaching record, head coaching record, with LeBron James not on his record is, or not on his roster is. It's 0-6. That is... Then he got fired. Exactly, right? But that is, and this is true, we've checked this with our statisticians, a zero winning percentage. <laughs> we've checked that. That's that's confirmed. So yeah, I don't know if he's a good coach. I think he's a great LeBron coach. So he's going to the Lakers. There's That's likely, Tyloo was likely to the Lakers kind of thing. So he'll be back with LeBron. Right? And he's a great LeBron coach. We know that. Yeah. Three years to the finals. One, it's hard to argue. One championship, right? Like, and I guess I mean, there's an argument to be made that, I mean, the Lakers have LeBron James. He's turning 35 this year. I mean, it'd be nice if the little kids could grow up, but they're not going to. They already had the shittiest year last year. We kind of figured out what they are. Like, I think Lonzo Ball can be better than he is, but I think Brandon Ingram is Brandon Ingram. Yeah. I think Kyle Kuzma is Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. I think the Lakers made the wrong choice by getting rid of D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle. Bad timing. Plus, especially on Russell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, got his cited season with this Mar- year was like a big fuck yeah, you to the Lakers, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. He did get cited with marijuana though by putting it in an Arizona can, which is hilarious. You know who Chris Long is? No, he's defense bend. Okay. Uh, in the NFL, like but I was gonna. With the he like on Twitter, he like uh, he retweeted the D'Angelo Russell thing. He's like, I forget what he exactly what he said, but he was like, hmm, that's weird. He's like. They, ar- they arrested Russell for uh, the healthiest thing they've ever seen in a can of Arizona. <laughs> Implying that the weed is like yeah, way, way better than, than all the sugar, sugar in Arizona. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Let's get some yeah. sugar in that drink there, sir. Young man. 
That's so funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Lakers also... Magic Johnson. This isn't anyone but Magic... Or was it Magic? It was Magic. Yeah, sorry, Magic. You drafted Lonzo Ball over De'Arian Fox. Also kind of Him makes, too. Also makes you look kind of like a He had a nice bitch. season. Makes you kind of look dumb, right? Yeah. You, could you imagine De'Aaron Fox and LeBron James right now? Better that's than like, Ball and, and LeBron. That's like a young LeBron and or like young Kyrie with LeBron right there. Super fast. Has a shot. Great handles. Yeah. Yeah. That's the player LeBron needs at point. So I think the Lakers are kind of, they have this mess. I mean, I guess there's an argument to be made that why create it messier by hiring a coach that isn't Ty Lue and just hire Ty Lue and let him and LeBron try to figure it out. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess maybe that's a – the Lakers hiring Ty Lue is not solely based on is he the best coach or is he the best LeBron coach. Best fit. Yeah, best fit for LeBron as a coach. Yeah. Best guy who doesn't really know how to take command, so LeBron does and then yeah, exactly. bounces ideas off Well, I mean, Lou. LeBron – exactly. LeBron will always say it's a partnership, right? Yeah. Like it's a <laughs> partnership together, Three right? Three quarters LeBron, one yeah, quarter exactly, Ty Lue. right? Like it's not an equal partnership. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. It's a partnership. I own four fifths of it. I agree. I own four fifths <laughs> of it. He's a yes man. Yeah, he's a yes man. More or less. I agree, right? LeBron. I mean, all things considered, it sounds like Ty Lue did like call LeBron on some shit, right? But like, there's a difference between just being a guy that could like LeBron James could have that guy in his entourage that calls him out on stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. he doesn't need to be his head coach of yeah. the basketball team, right? He's just basically an advisor. Yeah, precisely, right? <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it. I last time I checked it, well, hadn't been confirmed. Maybe I'll pull it up here on Bleacher see if uh, anything happened. But I knew that it was basically things happen like, fast in these leagues. Monty Williams did get hired, and uh, the Lakers are preparing. Lakers are preparing offer for Tyloo. Look at that. Really? Oh, sorry. Um, ben Simmons was fined twenty k today and given a flagrant one for sacking Kyle. Actually. Yeah. Do you think it was actually intentional? What are you talking about? Absolutely. They called the exact... Pascal Siakam stuck out his leg and tripped Joel Embiid and they called it in-game. Ben Simmons had done the exact same thing 20 minutes earlier to Kyle Lowry. They just didn't call it. That's true. You don't like... Ben Simmons... I mean, no one can see this, obviously, but you're going to see it. What about... Ben Simmons has his elbows like this on the ground and then all of a sudden his one elbow where Kyle Lowry's dick is goes like this. Right? Like... Yeah, true. That's You didn't do that accidentally. They called one on a Baca too as well. Oh, the, the elbow? Yeah. The elbow across? I don't think Serge Ibaka intended on but elbowing not, him not in the face. But not to not call it. Or but to overturn it after it was called. Like, Serge Ibaka knew that J.J. Redick was right there. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, and, and I hate fucking stupid Leo. But he said it too. Like, how you're taught in basketball is if you feel someone there, you go over them, right? Like, you go through them. You you bring it around, right? Like, you can't like whip across. Around. You can't whip across, exactly, but you can bring around. And if there's incidental contact, there's incidental contact. But he didn't get up high enough. It was a clear... Like, I think he did. I just think the NBA today is not called even how it was five years ago. No, yeah. Like, something like that, an elbow to a chin. Probably wouldn't. Right? Like, I mean, if they're trying to make the game a safer game, take out concussions and stuff like that, like, that stuff causes concussions... J.J. Reddick got hit again in the face that last game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, credit to... Well, we're into it now. Credit to J.J. Um, he had a great game. Jimmy Butler had a great game. Yeah, Reddick shooting Embiid, good. Joel Embiid fucking... Joel Embiid had a great dominated, rebound game. Yeah. Mike uh, Scott came on, hit a couple of big shots, of he course. He did, yeah. 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 Um, I, don't know when, I don't know when headbands like Mike Scott became a thing, but I don't like them. It's like a, like a ninja. Like, but like... <laughs> 
a kid playing a ninja in like a movie yeah. or, like when he dresses up it's like Ralph Macchio yeah from Karate Kid right yeah, like yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. insane yeah he's a karate kid so Funny. I had some issues with refing last night in last night's game but I'm Not gonna put great. the long this calls the second call of the game Joel Embiid's doing his fake step and everything like that and he pulls through and Marcus all slaps the ball out of his hand and they call it a foul and I said like oh shit because that happened early in game two as well. I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to call it this way. And I think Marc Gasol and the Toronto Raptors were like, I saw it in their body language. They were kind of like, oh, shit, they're going to call it that way. <laughs> yeah. And so it just kind of became like uh, Raptors on the second call of the game were now in their mind playing against the refs. Yeah. And like you already have to play against the Philadelphia 76ers. You don't need to be playing against the refs as well, too. So true. So I have enough to say about the Raptors. So I mean, the, I don't. I did not think the refing was well, but the Raptors definitely psychologically put themselves at a disadvantage. Um, Pascal Siakam, they put Joel Embiid on him. They need to make an adjustment. So you need to either be setting screens for Pascal Siakam, and you need to play a lot harder than you currently are against Joel Embiid, Pascal. Yeah, or they've taken Pascal out of the game. They've taken his explosiveness. Which is the number two option on the Raptors. And right Lowry's now. not hitting right now, so there goes your number three. That's it, right? Like Kyle Lowry, Fred VanVleet. Just leads to the Kawhi Leonard show. Serge Ibaka are not hitting shots. No, no one is really, other than Kawhi and Pascal. Pascal, But Pascal's been shut down the past two games. Well, I mean, he's getting getting his points. I think he saw like 17 or 19 He is, but I think in game two he went like 9 for 25. Exactly. Ended with 21 points. But But it's inefficient. And he's not hitting his corner threes. He usually drains at a consistent rate. And like even under the the basket, man, he's not putting back shots. I, I, I saw the exact same effort I did in game two. I did... It felt like I, the I, same I, game. It, it was exactly but worse the same. almost. Philadelphia, made, kudos to Philadelphia. They made amazing adjustments for game two, mm-hmm. and then they went back to what worked. It was Nick Nurse's turn to make adjustments against it, and I think Nick Nurse, probably to his discredit, um, thought that they executed well because I did think they executed well on Tuesday. They just weren't hitting. Their first half was like was here's the thing, man. They blew out Philadelphia in the second half of that game. Oh yeah! Imagine if they or if their offense clicked at. Is even, this game two? Game two. Yeah. yeah, yeah Imagine yeah. their offense even clicked at thirty three percent as opposed to twenty eight percent. It's a win. Half one. It's a win, right? So I mean, like Pascal hits a couple more. Let's say win. right. It's a win. But so, I think Nick Nurse thought that they had executed well and everything was fine. Yeah. And he didn't need to make many adjustments because I watched the exact same game unfold and Philadelphia hit their shots to their credit. Yeah. And Toronto didn't hit their. Yeah. Shots. No, Philly like. Philly's playing well. Like yeah. they're playing good, but uh, I I firmly believe they're still playing over their heads. I agree. I don't think Jimmy But Jimmy Butler was one for six from three, uh, in game one or th- he was Jimmy Butler was shooting like twenty eight percent from three or something like that. No one on their team. And then he went like four for ten in game two, and then I think he hit like three for seven or something like that in game three. His percentages aren't. Great. I don't think that's exactly. I don't yeah. think Jimmy Butler's three point percentage is going to continue like that. No. JJ Reddick's might. Um, another thing, Raptors like to get out and run, and that's awesome. But you need to take what the defense or what the other team is giving you. And right now, Philadelphia is giving you Tobias Harris on Marc Gasol. I say let Marc Gasol go back five let years. Let him eat. <laughs> let him eat against get Tobias down Harris. Low. Right. Like. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? Like Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, whoever shies down to help defense, you. Send cuts then after that, right? Like yeah. it's 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 a basic offensive plan, but right now that's what Philadelphia is giving you. They made their adjustments. Let Marcus Gasol eat against Tobias Harris. He cannot stop him. No, not a t- Marcus Gasol yeah. is good enough to recognize a double that's coming 
and kick. Yeah, man. He's yeah, he's really smart, and he can look for the pass too if if something's open. I agree. I think, like like you said, if an MB or Ben Simmons comes down, then you have Lowry open or whoever. Why you have Pascal Kawhi. open? Whoever, right? You take those percentages every time. Any of those guys at the line. Yeah. Uh, Especially Kawhi. And here's the thing, right? Like, I just didn't see that yesterday. What? Oh, I, oh. Marcus all going against Tobias Harris. It happened like twice, two or three times. Oh well, man, they like they'd have a Bach on on MB two when Bach would be in, which clearly did not work in game two. Yeah. So like there were stretches where Serge was beaten Embiid, but yeah, like on Sur- offense though. No, I mean awful man. Serge, Serge, I don't know what it is. Like Serge had such a great regular season. Then di- I remember last year he, too. He, he just disappears for stretches, right? Yeah. Where he just disappears and it's he's like, man, not not even he, a player. Yeah, like, like what not are you even doing? a player. Right? And then when you when you see him and his name comes up, it's because he he fucks he did up. Something like he stupid, turns right? the ball over. Game two, he bit on every one of Joel Embiid's pump fakes and jumped at it. That right? one that Marcus Saul bit on, he Embiid did the windmill. Did you see that? Yeah, I was like, oh, man. Like at that point, I'm like, this is this is. Well, and then, and then credit to Joel Embiid as well too. I think it was like three for three or three for four from three. Yeah, no, he he hit. Yeah, like he was, he had a good game, man. Yeah, he's a great player though. Like good, great players are gonna have games like that. Yeah, and. I mean, but J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler going off. And if you can't, you can't you can't do anything offensively like they were. Like, Jimmy Butler, man, is so, like, you can lock him up. Yeah. You, you can limit it. Like, if Embiid's going to be on, he's going to have a good night. But, like, the, again, in game one and two, like, Embiid did not play well. Game two, he had the shits. But he, he was not yeah. well. Like, they shut him down. And yeah. Jimmy Butler went off in game, not even went off, but, like, he was hitting shots in game two. Yeah. Some big buckets. But well, 30 points. That, like, when I watch these, I'm like, yeah, okay, they're, they're good. But, like. You guys should not be having this much struggle. Issue like, if right you're the Raptors, now. we think you are. Well, and then here's the thing. Uh, James Ennis, again last night, outscored the Toronto's Raptors bench. The bench, that's it. Just awful right now, man. Freddie Van Fleet, you're not tall. And that's okay. You're not tall. You play like a pit bull. I totally get it. But if you're going to come off screens, come off of a screen fully. Don't stop right as you get past your man screening. Yeah. Tobias Harris... Is guarding you and he has the length to disrupt your shot. Yeah. You need to get past that screen before you're pulling up for three. Yeah. I think you can do it, but you need to get past that. And I mean, it's whatever. You got to hit your open shots. Danny Green didn't hit any in game two. He hit all like most of them in game, game three, three, right? Like, yeah. I trust Freddie. I trust Kyle. Yeah. They have to hit their shots though, right? Like you, you can't. You can't. Bless you. Thank you. You can't. Uh, how'd you keep that in? I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> um, you can't. You can't have the open looks that the Toronto Raptors had and miss those shots. I know, and you know what? It's it's happened more than once. Yep. It's happening in a few of the Magic games as well in this, in that series. Yep. It's like, fuck. You just start to think, like, man, OG and Nobi would be pretty sweet right about he now. really would because, yeah. no, he, he, he'll he hit the corner three, but just his taking him, off him the driving. Like, taking off the – exactly, right? Like down the lane, right? He's, he's crafty down the lane. It's huge. He's crafty down he the lane. He finished strong too. Well, I don't know. I think – I hope Nick Nurse – Nick Nurse is – I've been impressed with Nick Nurse's coaching ability We this have year. to assume that it's not going to be anything – like they can't come out the same way they did in game two and three. Yeah. We have to assume that adjustments have been made. Yeah. Offensive rebounding too. You were giving up offensive rebounds. That's that's been. You were giving up rebounds offensively at an alarming rate. It's bad. And like, here's the thing. It's not even. There was one last night where Pascal Siakam started leaking out after the shot went up, and then it got tipped out to his guy who hadn't gotten back yet, and then they had a four on five because Pascal Siakam was running down. 
Like, it's great to get out and run, but the <laughs> when you're down by nine, the yeah. closing out the possession is more important than getting out and run. Yeah. You can't get back an entire lead. Like, in, to, again, Leo to it. Fuck, Leo. Like, you can't get back your entire lead. You can't, there's no 16 point shot. Right. Right. There's no nine point yeah, shot. No, right? yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. have to chip away, right? So, if that means slowing the game down for a second, slow it down. Like, your defense is better than them offensively. I genuinely believe that. Easy. I genuinely believe that. But you need to slow down the game sometimes. No, that's a good point because that that's where the Raptors were really struggling a lot in game three is um, like transition defense. Yeah. Like getting back to their positions. Like when Philly was able to like fast break and like they, they were able to like kind of disrupt the Raptors defense and find the open three or yeah. Embiid would get his one-on-one matchup with Danny Pascal Green or whatever. whatever. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. I trust that Nick Nurse is doing something right now. He's coming up with some sort of game plan. We have to assume so, man. I'm not sure what it looks like, but uh, I hope he's got the answers. Yeah. Because we need a dub, man. We need to even that up. You have to go back. You home. have to go back with 2 2. Yeah, you have to. You have to go back 2 2. <laughs> I know I'll be, I know I'll be tense on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was tense for that last one, man. Especially when it started the way it did. I was like... Well, I had a very tense yesterday. Like, I had a job interview and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, so you're already on edge. Yeah, so it was just a very tense day, all things considered. I worked late to, like, 6.30. It's just a... Stressful game to watch. Stressful game to watch, indeed. Well, it's kind of a quick one today. definitely. Anything else to talk about? We're hitting the lull. This is it. Remember last year when we started the podcast like right into lull season? Thank God for all the trades. I mean, there should be enough NBA free we agency shit. That, yeah, as always. There should be enough NBA free agency stuff and shit like that this summer. Definitely. To keep us interested. Definitely. Yeah. Keep all us that. interesting. How about that? All that. Yeah, yeah keep us interesting. Yeah, exactly. We're always, We're always interested. interested. I'm super interested right now. I'm interested yeah. in everything. We do. <laughs> I'm super interested. Um, okay. Beers Mandatory, episode 36. Signing Peace. Off. Peace.